Do you believe that time is running out for this planet and there's not much time left? And if we don't do something now, we're all doomed. Or is there nothing we can do? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. We spent some time yesterday contemplating the state of our world today and what kind of future do we really have? There are a lot of things going on that concern many people. Now, I've been saving some stories that I've collected over the past year or so. And I ran into some that I'd kind of put aside today. And I want to share one that came out in November of last year. And this one came out of Newsweek. Now, I don't always agree with Newsweek or their opinion boards or any of that. They, they do lean in a, shall we say, leftward direction. But they had a story that I thought was rather fascinating. And I want to share some of the highlights of that story with you and, and then give you some of my thoughts. Now, this story states that 39% of U.S. citizens, that's those of us here in the United States, believe we are living in the end times. Now, I'm sure you'll find similar numbers, maybe not quite as high, in the United Kingdom, in Canada, all over the world. You're, you're going to find a number of people that may believe that we live in the end times. And, and they believe we live in the end times, not necessarily from a religious perspective. That's what I found rather fascinating. The Pew Research Center interviewed a little over 10,000 adults on the American Trends panel, which was conducted a little over a year ago. And they were trying to figure out how religion intersects with Americans' views on, ready for this, the environment. The belief in end times, you find it in many different religions. 30, make that 47% of Christians surveyed say that humanity is in its last days. 47% of those that call themselves Christians. Now, we need to define that. And these numbers actually make some sense to me. We know here in the United States, and it's vastly worse in Canada, we know that 53% of the people in the United States are not affiliated with any kind of organized church, religion, or anything else. They just they just don't go. They just don't care. They're not a part. They just go on through life hoping that if I'm a good person, you've heard that before, and only 47% of the population still is involved in some kind of faith practice or religion. And it's not necessarily, I mean, we're talking any kind of religion. Buddhism, Shintoism, uh, Confucianism, whatever you, whatever you can think of. Cults. And then among those that call themselves Christians, you find a lot of them are in many churches that have long since rejected the gospel and have gone into a very worldly and very carnal kind of mentality. You know, they're the ones that are celebrating Pride Month in a big way. I remember sharing at the beginning of the month 
a little highlight from a very special service from an Episcopal church out west. 47% of Christians believe that humanity is in its last days. And if you break down Christianity, I would say that the majority of those that claim to be Christians that would be in this survey are not really practicing Christians. They're not really dedicated. They're not really going to a church. They're not living the Christian life. They are what I call crinos, Christians in name only. They're cultural Christians. They know a little bit because they've gone to church, oh, at least twice a year on Christmas and Easter, maybe. Even now, Christmas has kind of dropped out of that as well. So you don't have as many what I consider Bible-believing, prayerful, studying Christians as we may have had in a different time. Now, one of the things in this story that I found rather, rather interesting, the survey found that those who believe that the end times are here did not necessarily consider climate change, ha-ha, to be a pressing issue. Those who think we are living in the end times are less likely to say climate change is an extremely or serious problem. 51% think that. And there are those that who don't believe that it's a big problem at all if we're living in the end times. Of the Christians who believe we are in the end times. It's only a small group that considers themselves premillennialist, saying that Jesus will return to earth and the earth will deteriorate all the way until that point. And that's about 40% or less of those who consider themselves to be Christians. Less than 40%. That means more than 60, close to 70% think otherwise. Americans' attitude about climate change are sometimes said to be linked to beliefs about the apocalypse or the end times. And this is what the article says. This is not me. I'm just sharing what I learned from a, from a Newsweek article from last year. Newsweek says that people who believe humanity is living in the last days may be less concerned about the dangers of climate change than those who do not think the world is soon coming to an end. Well, that kind of makes sense. I guess if you worship the planet, do not worship God, think the world's going to go on for billions of more years, you might be worrying about climate change. And, and of course, then Newsweek goes on their rant talking about its indisputable climate change, man-made climate change, human action, the burning of fossil fuels, greenhouse gases, emissions, and they go on and on and on and on and on. And with all these ridiculous predictions that if we don't do something by 2030, by 2050, it's all over. I think it was Greta Thunberg. We learned earlier this week 
removed a tweet that she put out in 2018 that said we had five years left if we don't get rid of fossil fuels. Well, five years came and went. And honestly, there's been no change of any kind since then. Now, once again, Newsweek gets into the extreme weather events around the globe, which is a bunch of horse manure. I'm just I'm telling you like I see it. I've got some information to back up that in a moment. I mean, we're being beaten over the head. Climate change, climate change, man-made climate change, seas rising, snow caps melting, people dying in the streets, just like COVID-19. People just fell over and died in China. We're creating our own doomsday and we can stop it. Because if we just worship and love our planet and take better care of it, it will take better care of us. And, and if we eat bugs and, and stop reproducing and, and make less people, you know, if 12 or 13 out of every 14 people is eliminated, then the earth can be sustained. That's pretty much what the extremists believe. Climate change is now a religion, in my opinion. It really is. It has all the attributes. It has a doctrine. It has a prophecy. It has it, it has its books. It has its leaders. It's, it has its prophets of doom. And it has its academic centers, like with the United Nations. It has found its way into politics. Now, it's interesting, of course, the survey that we are talking about that I'm reading from from Newsweek, it says that the overwhelming majority of atheists do not believe we are living in the end times. Only 9% believe that we are. It's because of climate change. Ironically, 93% of even atheists are not really buying into the climate change narrative or the extreme climate change narrative you know what it's telling me number one I don't think as many people as CNN and MSNBC and and a lot of left-leaning politicians and globalists they've been beating this climate change narrative into our heads for as long as I can remember and I'm 68, I'll be 69 at the end of this, this calendar year, near or getting close to the end of the year. I can remember attending the first Earth Day. I can remember the doom and gloom prophecies back then of what would happen in 10 or 20 years. I mean, we really were in a, in a really bad way. And if we didn't do something dramatic today, like we have a year or two to do this, and if we don't, within 10 years... This will happen or that will happen. And then those things they predicted never happened. And so quietly, the world moved on. But those that were still trying to, the globalists, they've been around forever. And I mentioned yesterday, and I'm going to share a little bit more of something I was sharing from yesterday what many of the founding fathers of the United States believed, 
with this nation. And I think there's a lot of truth in some of in this theory that many of the founding fathers were looking to rebuild kind of a Roman empire. I mean, look at our architecture, look at the Latin inscriptions everywhere. Look at what the United States has become. We, many people thought back in 1776, it was just going to be a nation a loose federation of states, a federal government to protect us from the British or any other invaders. I don't think people back then ever saw the United States becoming this world global power. And I think most people back in 1776 didn't want to be. But many of the deists, many of them did. They, they thought it was their destiny that we resurrect the Roman Empire and that this time we can do it right. I mean, after all, the Roman Empire survived over a thousand years before it self-destructed. The United States, not even quite 250 years old, that's coming up in just about three years, be 250 years old as a nation in just three years. And I already see all the elements that collapsed Rome occurring in our nation today. All, all the things that imploded Rome are alive and well and growing and becoming the norm in our society today. And I'll get to that a little bit later. Climate change is becoming a religion. Climate change. Now, look, 80% of the respondents identified with the idea of stewardship. And and what we mean by that is taking care of the earth. And I'm one of them. I really am. That God gave us the duty to protect and care for the earth, including, well, everything. It's under our dominion. But too many of the extreme environmentalists and climate change alarmists and religionists, they they go way too far with that idea that we need to, you know, bow out and let the earth do its thing. And maybe mankind is the destructive element and, and, and all the stuff we've been told. And so much of it, young children are being indoctrinated in the schools to believe that Man-made climate change is inevitable and it's destroying the planet and we're all going to die and you're killing the polar bears and you're killing this and, and it never ends. And, and it's a guilt trip. Greta Thunberg said we had five years. Al Gore. Oh, good old Al Gore. Remember, former vice president of the United States. He, he once prophesied that the Mount Kilimanjaro would no longer have snow. And that was going to happen, oh, about 10 years ago. No more snow in Kilimanjaro. Well, didn't happen. In fact, it's running normal or even above normal. So there was a prophecy from a fake prophet of climate, Al Gore, on Kilimanjaro. Then I remember, I remember this, look, 
2004, I'm living on the west coast of Florida. And we really hadn't seen, or Florida hadn't seen, a whole lot of hurricane activity in a while. It was kind of quiet. And then came 2004 and 2005. Three hurricanes crisscrossed the state of Florida. Matter of fact, it was a pattern very reminiscent of a period of time uh, basically 50 years earlier and also in the 60s a couple of times. And we had Hurricane Charlie. We had, I can't even remember them all. They kind of crisscrossed the state. We dealt with Charlie where I lived more than anything else in 2005, a little bit more. And of course, Katrina that just slammed into New Orleans. Now, everybody in the climate world immediately started talking about man-made, human-inflicted climate change and hurricanes will get stronger and more deadly and we're doomed, it's over. You're going to die if you live on the coast of Florida. You're going to die in Myrtle Beach. You're going to die in North Carolina. You're going to die if you live on the Gulf of Mexico. It's all we heard. And they prophesied these fake prophets, they prophesied, aha, can I get an amen? That every year going forward, hurricanes would get increasingly worse and worse and worse and the destruction greater and greater and greater and on and on it went. Then we went for 10 years and nothing hit the United States, 10 solid years. They lied. They they prophesied and their prophecy didn't come true. What's the Bible say about false prophets? These guys are religious prophets for the religion of climate change. Now look, in 2005, there were six named hurricanes. Four were considered major. They were like getting around category three. That's major. Not the worst, and I've been through one. And then we had the hurricane silence, like nothing. For 10 years, through 2016, not a single major hurricane hit the United States. In a period of six years, only four made landfall. Category ones. Just Tropical storms, really. If Gore proved anything, it's that we don't know. We don't know why they come and go. And we do know that hundreds hundreds of years ago, these big storms without man-made climate change have been happening to the United States for thousands of years. You know, then you have sea level rising, another inconvenient truth. If you look back over the years, we've been told that the seas have risen, risen. Yeah. And it 
rows six millimeters. That would be the depth of maybe a penny or two stacked on each other. And then it goes down. I mean, it dropped nine millimeters. In other words, here's a funny thing. It went up in 1993. Then it went down in 2010 and 11. And if you go, if you go for the 30 years, you can get this big number. But if you if you extrapolate it over, let's say, oh, I don't know, a hundred years, they try to take this up and down, and just take if you cherry pick a decade or two where they were going up before they went down. You could come up with an idea that we could have massive increases measured in feet over 100 to 200 years. And it's not happening. It's not working out the way, I mean, look, at the current rate of sea rise, it may take 2,000 years to go up where there'd be a problem in states like Florida. Not 20 years. More like 2,000. And we're not even, and that's not even because of global warming. It's been going up long before. Long before. So once again, these these reports that we're going to be, you know, flooded in Florida and New York City will be underwater by, oh, I don't know, 2022. I guess that didn't happen, did it? Al Gore, once again, was wrong. The numbers don't add up. The temperatures didn't rise like they claim. The hurricanes didn't get stronger. If you look at some of the hurricanes in the 1930s, And in the 1800s, they were worse than much of what we've seen in the past 25 to 30 years here in the United States. Even going back to Hurricane Andrew or Hugo and hitting South Carolina. It is a religion of climate change. And I'm always reminded how this young girl was taken to be the new climate change prophetess. From the lips of children, we are to gain wisdom. And I remember so well, it wasn't that many years ago, when we all heard this. You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet, I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction, and all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? Now, Greta, I don't want to sound insulting. Really, I don't. But what do you mean, stolen childhood? By the time you said that, you were a global superstar with a following on Facebook and Twitter 
Instagram, every, every bit of social media hung on every word you said. You spoke before the United Nations when you made that speech and other places you've been to talking about climate change. Your school indoctrinated you to believe a lie and your parents and your handlers took advantage of your innocence and your youth and squandered it for nonsensical garbage. Yeah, I wish I had your stolen childhood traveling the world, riding across the ocean on a catamaran with all the comforts of the internet and everybody following every bit of your life. You had a storybook life. And you're still being used and abused by these fake and phony prophets pushing their climate agenda. And here you are again, not that long ago, pushing the same old tired nonsense. There is no planet B. There is no planet blah, 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 blah. This is not about some expensive, politically correct, green act of bunny-hugging or blah, blah, blah. Net zero by 2050, blah, 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 net zero, blah, 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 climate neutral, blah, blah, blah. This is all we hear from our so-called leaders. Words, words that sound great, but so far has led to no action. Our hopes and dreams drown in their empty words and promises. Of course we need constructive dialogue, but they've now had 30 years of blah 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 and where has that led us? What do we want? When do we want it? What do we want? Now, let me tell you, listening to this audio clip from an old Minions movie makes a whole lot more sense than what Greta had to say in front of that large audience, all just hooting and hollering and excited and happy to be there because we're fighting climate change and we want it now, climate justice. The governments aren't doing enough. They're not spending enough. They're not taking things away enough. Except from them, of course. We're not doing enough. The world is doomed. We don't have until 2030. We don't have until 2035. We don't have until 2050. We've got to go back in time. We can't even do it now. It's so bad. We have to go get a time machine and go back 50 years. And fix everything 50 years ago, 100 years ago. Maybe let's go back 10,000 years ago and eliminate mankind from the planet. Then we won't have any of this to worry about. This is how ridiculous these people sound. But Bob, don't you? Yeah, I know. I know how weather works. You know, the founder of the Weather Channel, pretty smart guy, has come out 
and pointed out the flaws and the phoniness of the climate change narrative. Now, of course, the second he does that, he gets canceled by YouTube. Like, YouTube is the authority on anything? Look at the coronavirus. YouTube was a terrible authority, a lying authority, a worthless authority, a deadly authority, I might add. And so was fascist book, and so was Twitter in the day. If you're going to base your theology of climate change on the on the propaganda coming out of the left coming out of the globalists coming out of the world economic forum you're a fool you know al gore has made i think at last count close to a hundred failed predictions and yet early this year there he is at the world economic forum bloviating some more people are familiar with that thin blue line that the uh, astronauts bring back in their pictures from space that's the part of the atmosphere that has oxygen it's only five to seven kilometers thick we're still putting 162 million tons into it every single day that's what's boiling the oceans creating the droughts and melting the ice and raising the sea level and causing these waves of climate refugees every piece of pro-climate legislation the oil and gas industry and the coal industry they come in and fight it tooth and nail and they use their legacy network of political influence and wealth to stop progress the rest of us have to reform these international institutions so that the people of this world can say we are now in charge of our own destiny. We're going to save the future and give people hope. We can do it and remember that political will is itself a renewable resource. Climate change is the pagan religion of the left. It is the pagan religion of the globalist. It is a tool to control you, how you live, what you can eat, how far you can drive, what you're allowed to think, what you're allowed to do, what you're allowed to say. They use the coronavirus pandemic to lock you down. Mark my words, the next pandemic is going to be the pandemic of climate disaster. I really mean it. They're gonna use climate disaster as the next way to control how you live. Now, I've spent a lot of time talking about the climate change narrative, formerly known as global warming, formerly known as the oncoming ice age. It seems to change every couple of decades because it never works the way they claim it's going to work. And they are assuming that you are so involved in your life, you can't pay attention to the number of lies they've told you over the decades. And people today have lost the ability of critical thinking. That's why we do this radio program. Now I'm gonna talk more about end time stuff on the other side of this break and why it really is important for you to understand the world in which we live. And, and I don't know if this is the, the time of the Great Tribulation or a time of intense tribulation, but I know there is no doubt in my mind the seeds have been sowed and you always sow what you, you always reap what you sow and we've sowed a deadly, a deadly crop and it's about to come to harvest. If you believe in this radio ministry, I really could love to hear from you 
You can email me. You can go to the website, truththenumber2ponder.com, anywhere you are in the world. Let me know that you listen. If you can help us financially, you can also do that from the website, truththenumber2ponder.com. Truth, then the number two ponder, truth2ponder.com. Or make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia, zip code 24319. That's 24319, P.O. Box 510, Chilhowie, Virginia, 24319. And we will be right back. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Oh, little town of Brooklyn coming up. Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah. This is Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out. I'm receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. We think of the Orthodox Jew as being an expert in Scripture. Now there may be some who are, but not quite. There was a man named Menachem Schneerson in Brooklyn, he, the Lubavitcher rabbi, and, and they hailed him as Messiah. And when we were on the radio at the time, we asked our Orthodox Jewish callers, who we would generally argue with, could you deny that he's the Messiah? And not one of them would deny that he is the Messiah. Now, now, did he fulfill any prophecies of Messiah? No. Did he fulfill anything? Go down the check. No. Was he born in Bethlehem? No. Was he born in the house of David? No. Was he, he was born in the house of Schneerson. Uh, did he minister in Israel? No, he never even set foot in Israel. Did he ride a donkey uh, into Jerusalem? No, he rode uh, a station wagon into Crown Heights. Uh, he, a little town of Brooklyn? Uh, I mean, come on. He, did he speak peace to the Gentiles? No, he spoke Yiddish to the Lubavitchers. Did he heal the sick? No, he didn't. You know, just none of it. And when he died, finally, did he overcome death? No. But many of his followers in Brooklyn actually hung around the grave expecting him to rise again and building a sh- sort of shrine, even in Israel, to reproduce his Brooklyn apartment. Amazing. You see, the thing is this, it shows you all the more how amazing Yeshua Jesus is. He truly is the one, the light to the Gentiles, the one born in Bethlehem, rode in on donkey to Jerusalem, Messiah of Israel. Be confident in your Messiah because he is who he said he was and he'll be true to you as you live true for him. There's not even a number two or a contender because anything else but him, it's just silly. Want more? Ask for Kavod Yisrael. Kavod Yisrael, that's the glory of Israel on CD. Now, how often do you get something offered to you that's a treasure? Well, here's something. Right now, sapphires, it's as precious as it sounds, guaranteed to help you become victorious and joyful in God. And the mystery of the temple doors on CD, it's priceless, it's free. How do you get it? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real human name, Yeshua, and you dial it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. For your free gifts, you will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient nation, Israel, and to the unreached peoples of all the world. How? The most amazing way you can ever spread the gospel. Through Shoei Radio, you can blanket the earth with salvation. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. Strike to the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, the zip 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Shalom Aleichem, peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, Yeshua. Jesus, our salvation and the Messiah of Israel.
truth to ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Now, before I get back to the topics at hand, I just want to share something real quick. Many of you know that we have planted a church here in Southwest Virginia. It is called Trinity Chapel. It is located in Seven Mile Ford. Now, that's a community that's technically a part of the small city of Marion, Virginia. We are on I-81, about 30 miles from Bristol, roughly speaking. We're a small church. We just started out about a month ago, and we're beginning to grow and, and build a core of people. And if you're ever in the Virginia area, I would invite you to stop by and spend some time with us. You can find out about the church at TrinityChapelVirginia.com. That's TrinityChapelVirginia.com. Now, granted, on this radio program, I do touch into social issues and I do touch into political issues. But I can assure you, when it comes to the church, we spend our time in God's Word. We spend our time in prayer. We spend our time seeking God's will in our lives. Because, see, that's more important than politics. Trust me. I do this radio program as information. And I I give you this information, to be quite blunt, from a biblical worldview. And when people have lost their sense of logic and they, as 2 Thessalonians tells us, chapter 3, they begin to believe the lie, they're, they're given over to delusion. They really are. And this Sunday, I'll be talking more about biblical prophecy and the signs of Jesus coming. You know, these signs have been ever increasing since the day that Jesus left and the Holy Spirit descended. We've seen this increase over time. And whether we're coming to the Great Tribulation or we are cycling into a time of extreme turbulence, it's time to buckle up our seatbelts and be prepared for what's going to happen next. Now, ran into this story that I thought, to give you an idea of this delusional thinking, and this all comes to climate change, and this is San Francisco Mayor London Breed in an interview with a local television station. Let's talk about um, a street corner in the Tenderloin, Geary and Hyde. Uh, That is where we see that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis recently filmed uh, a campaign ad in what he called the once great city of San Francisco. In the ad, he says he saw people defecating in the street, open-air drug use, and linked it to all, in his words, leftist policies. Let's see a bit of the ad, and then we'll come back, Mayor, and ask for your reaction to it. I've seen so much uh, riffraff just running around, and um, it just shows you these policies matter, uh, leadership matters, they are doing it wrong here. No wonder why we've had so many people move from San Francisco to Florida over the last few years. we got to stop. Mayor Breed, how do you respond to that ad? Well, he's using the oldest playbook in politics to get attention, talking bad about what's wrong and not necessarily talking about solutions to fix it. In fact, Speaker Nancy Pelosi has been actively engaged in working with us and the federal government to help deal with these challenges. Uh, President Joe Biden was just here in San Francisco yesterday talking about climate change and artificial intelligence. And so they're talking about solutions and how we move our country forward. But unfortunately, 
currently in politics, the old playbook of focusing on the negative and targeting places like San Francisco um, have been, unfortunately, the norm. So we need to turn that around. Is what he's saying untrue, though? Well, I don't know, because I don't know what his experience was. You know, people are taking what they're seeing in videos and seeing in terms of a snapshot and elevating them. Now, Mayor Breed, let's have a little conversation for just a moment. I have been to San Francisco. I can remember being there many years ago. And there was already the beginning of the deterioration. And we're talking like 20 some odd years ago. And over these past, oh, I don't know, five, six, seven years, it gets increasingly worse. You have illegal immigrants. You have people that just would rather do nothing but take drugs, use the crack pipes you're handing out, have no responsibility in life. And yes, they are using your sidewalks as their toilets. And you, you have the audacity and the stupidity and the arrogance to say it's climate change? What kind of moron are you? I hate to call you that, but only somebody that is delusional would believe that climate change causes people to go potty on the sidewalk. What does one have to do with the other? You're blaming all your ills on climate change. No, I'm blaming it on the leadership that you don't have. Your sick and insane leadership, your sick and insane government officials, elected officials that are taking a formerly beautiful city and running it into the sewer. And the streets are becoming a sewer. And all you have to say is climate change and artificial intelligence. That's going to solve the problem. We fix climate change and people will stop, you know, doing nasty things on the sidewalk. Artificial intelligence can give you an app to show you where not to walk in that city. And it's getting pretty covered up. And you don't care. All you see with your delusional little mind is it's climate change. We need more tax money. You know, the Biden administration is throwing trillions with a T dollars at climate change. And you want to know something? It won't affect anything. I remember when some of the people from the EPA and and other departments were asked the question, if we spend all this money, how much how much global warming are we going to reduce? Nobody has any idea. Will it reduce it a degree? We don't know. Will it degree? Will it do anything? Will it get worse? We don't know. Then why are we doing it? Is there any is there any evidence? And I, I pointed out once again the stupidity of these individuals that don't have the ability to think. It's all ideology. It's all earth worship. It's all recycled paganism. Every bit of this, it's recycled paganism by pagan worshiping fools that that are in leadership positions that are running this country and this world, the Western world, straight into the depths of hell. And they don't care. They, They just see that they are righteous in what they do in their cause. Climate change, globalism, and a one world government is their religion. That's it.
And believe me, the Bible speaks about a great falling away and the up-and-coming new religion of the new age. All of these are a part of it. No doubt in my mind about it. All of these fools that go to the World Economic Forum, including the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, fake, phony Republican that he is. He's an he's a Klaus Schwab, you know, debutee. And so climate change. Save the planet. Make sure the polar bears don't drown. All the lies we've been told, I've said it before and I'll say it again until you have this memorized. I have heard we have 10 years left for the past almost 60 years. We're going to run out of oil in the 1960s. Oh, we're going to freeze to death in the 1970s. Ozone, ozone and acid rain are going to destroy the planet by the year 1988. On and on it goes. One missed prophecy after another. The Bible tells you when the prophet lies, the prophet is a disgrace and never to be listened to again. Yet these prophets of doom and gloom and everything and with the censorship arm of of big tech and Google, they keep pushing this clown narrative. They keep pushing the big lie. And they're going to keep pushing and pushing until you are in your digital prison. And you suddenly realize that the the fence kept getting closer and closer to hold you in. And now you have nowhere to go. I started the program under the idea of Bible prophecy and end times. Now, here's what I do believe firmly. Whether we are coming into the time of Jesus' return, I, I will not, I can't tell you. I don't know. I don't know the day or the hour of his coming. No man does. And and I once worked for a guy that bought on people that were date setters. He should never have done that. As far as I'm concerned, the second he did, he demolished his own ministry in the eyes of God. He may fool some of the people to keep sending him money and keep him going. But once you've crossed that line and put a date setter on and don't stop it right then and there, then you are propagating something that is against the scripture. But I do understand that if you look at the signs of his coming, the signs of the age, yeah, it could be. But then again, this world has gone through extreme times of misery. World War II, World War I, the Dark Ages, Black Death, all of it, and much more. The United States, I started with mentioning this yesterday and and a little bit earlier in the program, how many of the founding fathers were trying to resurrect the idea of a new Roman world empire. And if you're intellectually honest, the original Roman empire in its early days, in spite of its pagan religions, built bridges, aqueducts, incredible technology for its time. I mean, absolutely incredible. They, they had a, a constitution and a form of government unparalleled in the world. 
And as they grew and became more powerful with armies, they began going into conquest and taking over regions. In other words, they had their own military industrial complex that needed to be fed lots of taxpayer money. And the need for taxpayer money always is as incentive for corruption. They hired tax collectors to go all over the globe as they knew it then. You know, St. Matthew was a tax collector. He had a quota of money to give to the Roman government. And anything above that, he kept for himself. Corrupt as can be. Matthew was a very corrupt and very sinful individual. He was a thief. As governments get bigger and fatter and more arrogant, they tend to become more corrupt. And over time, the the standards that kind of hold us back from being an evil people, begin to decay. We've seen that in Rome. We're seeing it in the United States. And we're seeing it come at a speed that is lightning fast by comparison to how long it took Rome to collapse. Moral decline. Now, Romans always had a certain level of, shall we say, sexual depravity, But only, and let me put it this way, there were a lot of things that even they would not do. Homosexuality was totally frowned upon. They considered it a weakness in the early part of the Roman Empire. But as time went on and the years before the fall came, it became commonplace. It became normalized. Men marrying men, all of it. Some of the goddesses of the empires and, and, and the regions, enchantresses, some were called, and there are many different names for these goddesses that could change men into women and women into men. All of this became part of what Rome was. And by the time we get to the end of their time, 476, it all fell apart. It all collapsed on its own corruption, its own sin, and its own armies that they... Here's what was happening. Their economy was so bad. The money they paid their soldiers, they were putting in, instead of giving them gold and silver, they were mixing in you know, cheap, cheap metals. They weren't worth much. Kind of like what we're doing today in the United States. Inflation is decimating our currency. It's decimating the currencies around the world. Spending money we don't have and printing phony, funny money. That's what the Romans were doing. Between believing in gods that could change your gender, uh, rampant homosexuality, sexual depravity, corruption, state-sponsored theft. By By the time the barbarians were at the gates... It ensured the end of the Roman Empire. And the United States is going down the same identical pathway, but we're doing it at an incredibly and alarming speed. 
Globalists running the United States Empire have skipped the third century and gone right to the fifth, to the end. Their ideology convinces them that they have transcended all boundaries of anything. And the new gods of Earth, the new gods of infanticide, Moloch is alive and well. He's worshipped. People don't know what they're worshipping. They don't realize they're worshipping Ishtar when they're talking about transgenderism. And on and on it goes. These goddess, gods and goddesses that bring destruction upon nations. God condemns them all and God has destroyed them over and over again. And they resurface as recycled paganism. They've worked their way into our school system and school boards and our government in many of our states and many of our nations around the entire world. And these postmodern Praetorians telling you something. You know, I don't think, how do I put this? Biden is not really the one doing all this. It's it's the globalist handlers that put him there. And the sooner you recognize that it's not him, he's a very compromised individual, both morally, ethically, and legally. And they have him over a barrel. Do as we say. And your son gets a slap on the wrist. Do as we say. And they're not going to come after you and all the theft you made and the millions you've stolen in the name and and abusing your office as vice president and senator. And we won't even care about the documents you got when you were a vice president or a senator. We'll just put that under the rug, too. Recycled paganism. A great falling away. St. Paul reminds us that they begin to accumulate teachers under themselves, preaching the things they want to hear, not the things that God needs you to hear, but what you want to hear. Instead of repenting of your sin, you go celebrate it in a church. You flaunt it in a church. You spit in the face of Christ in that church when you do it. But you believe somehow you're doing God's work. Our hands, God's work. I've heard that from the ELCA. No, the work you're doing is the work of the evil one. And your hands are engaged in evil. When you fly a pride flag in a church, you're telling God you were wrong. God, you're wrong. We're right. Do it our way. We voted. Listen to us, God. We demand you do it our way. The Bible says there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but its way is destruction. I believe firmly that we are coming to a time in the Western world, Canada, Australia, Europe, United States, New Zealand, Australia. We're coming to a day of reckoning and it's going to come quickly and suddenly Poland, World War II, Blitzkrieg. It'll come that way to us. Remember 2008. I can. Wasn't that many years ago. 2008. 
the summer of 2008, it looked like John McCain was going to most likely win the White House. The economy was doing reasonably well. Everybody's buying homes, interest rates are low, and everybody is going to be a homeowner. And every trader on Wall Street is trading in junk bonds and nonsense. They're delusional, thinking the gravy train can never end. And then we had seen the warning signs for years. People that can't pay these mortgages. They can't pay all this money they don't have. And they are now house poor. They're upside, you know, they're in bad shape. And they're getting behind on their payments and credit card debt is going up. The number of beyond 30-day and 60-day payments, in other words, they're late, are rising. And one day, the bottom fell out and overnight, homes lost half their value in many areas or more. Mortgages were, were worth far, were higher than the house and people just said, ah, I'm out of here. They just walked, just abandoned the house, left. And the bank is now holding Oh, let's say a $200,000 mortgage on a house worth $85,000. I saw that happen in Florida. A number of houses that happened to. How God is going to get our attention and shake this nation, I don't know. Maybe he is going to be returning and put an end to this nightmare. Maybe it's going to be the globalist that finally enslave us and get their way. Maybe it's an economic collapse. Maybe it's a moral collapse. Maybe it's a technical collapse. Maybe it's a loss of, of electricity or internet, whatever, or both. Anything is possible. And these sickos that are running everything right now, They've sold the United States and the entire Western world down, down the drain. The barbarians now run all the tech and the treasure accumulated by the heritage that Americans, through thrift and savings, have put together as being stolen from them. And we'll be enslaved before it's over by climate change. Listen, we're out of time for this week. If you believe in our ministry, go to our website. You can support us from there. We really need to hear from you. If you can help us, make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510. Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia, zip code 24319. Once again, Post Office Box 510. Chilhowie, Virginia, and the zip code in Chilhowie, Virginia, 24319. Also, check out the church website, trinitychapelvirginia.com. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.